Yeah, the Bush Gardens thing has always seemed really strange to me as a as like a branding thing, right? I mean, it doesn't seem like they just make shitty beer. Like, why why are they making? Was there an amusement park? Yeah, I mean, is, it is really weird that they're like, yeah, our business is shitty beer and shitty amusement parks. Like, it's those literally. Two things. I mean, that's a that's a fucking Simpsons joke. Right? I mean, like, Duff Gardens. Yeah, oh yeah. Lisa falls off the ride and becomes the Lizard Queen or whatever. So there's two Bush Gardens, Tampa, Florida, and Williamsburg, Virginia. Those are the two two locations. Man. I mean, Tampa at least is a place that, like, old people go and your your grandkids would want to come down, but... What's yeah. in Williamsburg? Well, is that where like Colonial, Colonial Williamsburg, Williamsburg is? Yeah, <laughs> Colonial <laughs> Ye Old Bush Gardens. <laughs> this is where George Washington used to, you know, shotgun a tall boy and then barf and then go on, on a roller, roller coaster, coaster. <laughs> yeah. and then go watch the alligator show and heckle people. <laughs> Yeah, I look forward to like the like weed gardens parks that they're gonna build in like uh, L.A. or so. I don't even know. Oh, that is one hundred percent gonna happen. I'm surprised <laughs> that somebody out in like Colorado or Oregon hasn't tried it yet. Did you see that they opened up like the world's largest indoor amusement park in Abu Dhabi, and it's called like Warner Brothers World? Oh yeah, yeah. You were you mentioned something about like a a giant indoor metropolis in gotham city or something yeah oh yeah it's like it's got like five lands uh and it's like all indoor which is really bizarre but one of the lands is like looney tunes land and one of the lands is like flintstones land and i think there's like a jetsons one too where it's like how are these culturally relevant brands in Abu Dhabi. Okay, like, are well, people in Abu Dhabi like Flintstones? I love it. Let's go. They they probably aren't culturally relevant to Abu Dhabi. The inside part makes a lot more sense in Abu Dhabi because like nobody wants to go to an amusement park when it's literally 120 fucking degrees. Yeah, outside. that's the worst part of the amusement park is when you're like in a line outside or like oh, in some warehouse with a bunch of fans going. No, it's the worst, but the, we went to St. Louis. It was not great. The branding actually makes a little bit more sense. Uh, so we have we have season tickets to the Six Flags here, right? Because it's just down the road, and it's such a bizarre mishmash of intellectual property. Because you've got okay, all of the all of the DC characters, the inside. Uh, Battle for Metropolis ride is great. Like Batman, the Riddler, the Joker, these are all really fun rides. But then you also have like, uh, like Charles Schultz's Peanuts Town, and also you've got this like the Kitty Park is all Looney Tunes themed. So you know midday when all the characters come out the same way that they do at disney world right where like they start playing music and all the like mascots come out and dance with the kids or whatever. Like you've got. Batman and Wonder Woman and Snoopy and Daffy Duck. It's like, what the fuck is going on right now? The most the most ambitious crossover was not, in fact, uh, Avengers Infinity War. It was Six Flags Over Texas. <laughs> yeah, it's weird, too. Cause like when we went to Universal Studios in Orlando, Universal Studios has all kinds of weird licenses, too. So they have like dudes dressed like Transformers. They have like the mummy 
minions. (laughs) Right, yeah. They also have, like, the Simpsons license. They have, like, a whole Simpsons area. So, like, that was really weird. Plus Harry Potter. Universal has the Simpsons? It's, like, in the theme park. That's why these theme parks are so crazy, because people get, like, the theme park's license. So the Universal theme park also has the Marvel license. So they have, like, a Hulk roller coaster. They have a whole Marvel world. Even though Disney owns Marvel, but they don't own Marvel in theme parks. They only oh, own it in bizarre. like Marvel Car- Corp and Marvel Studios or whatever. Right. They don't have the theme park license. So it's it's the strangest mix-up thing. Yeah, that's bizarre. I wonder if like, I mean, do you think the actors who play Marvel characters get to go like do guest appearances oh, at these theme parks? Hell no, because it's so good because again, they have the Marvel license, but it's like the Marvel comics license and i also think it's like stuck in the 90s so it's like everybody's dressed like the 90s like x-men and stuff it's very (laughs) very strange but they also have like dudley do right and like weird ass like uh popeye and like weird stuff like that where you're like how is how are you still paying money for who are you even giving money to at this point these other intellectual properties that aren't really owned by any one big publishing house, but they contract out. Like, uh, we, we were just looking up, uh, like, who owns the rights to Rocky and Bullwinkle? I guarantee you don't know. Because it's, it's yeah, just I think some, it's Universal. Like, yeah, no, it, well, but it's not. Because Universal just contracts out with whoever does actually own that. And what it is is, like, a distribution company owned by the kids of the people who were originally who originally created like Rocky and Bullwinkle and Boris and Natasha and all, you know, Dudley D. Ray, uh, George of the jungle, all of this other stuff. It's literally just a licensing company at this point. Can you freaking imagine if like your entire life was like, yeah, my dad owned Rocky and Bullwinkle. So <laughs> like now that's my job is yep, to like do job. the digital rights management <laughs> of like, if some company in China wants to be like, hey, we want to make a Rocky and Bullwinkle clicker app for China or whatever. Like, is this cool? And you're like, all right, let me get the lawyers on the line. Like, this is my job every day. Yep, yep that's uh, that's exactly it. This is this is how like the cultural Megan commons on dies. <laughs> <laughs> okay shit well let's start the let's start the show we can come back around to megan mccain all right here. all right <laughs> fucking go vanilla right yeah let's let's roll it in man hey good evening everybody welcome back to the liquid flannel podcast starring me matthew hodges in arlington texas and also starring mine excellent friend in omaha nebraska brendan williams brendan guten nabin guten dog matthew yeah, something i, I don't Ma- neither Matthias. German. no yeah, I sorry. yeah i mean possibly <laughs> Everybody in the kitchen calls me Mateo, which is kind of cool. That is pretty sweet. Are you like an honorary Mexican now? Uh, I don't think I'm honorary Mexican, but uh, I did get adopted into a Belizean family one time for proving that I was really good with a machete. So. Oh, did you? Yeah. <laughs> did you murder some people? <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. We we're just working out in the jungle. No, no. Yeah, we're, I was just harvesting sugarcane. It was yeah, totally no, you're, legit. You're, you're machete thinking usage. about. 
you're thinking about like Columbia or something. Yeah, the poor machete. You know, it's a it's a humble farm implement, and it, now it's just associated with brutal murder just all the time. Like I feel bad. The machete gets a bad rap. Yeah, well, I mean, people actually think that MS13 uses machetes when really that's just a gang of <laughs> high school kids who, I mean admittedly they do actually like beat the shit out of people sometimes but like they don't have machetes they're not going to the hardware store and buying one of those man how about that dude go if you if you need a machete you can go and get one at the hardware store they're like eight bucks i I thought you were gonna like throw in some machete sponsorship you're like get uh get a harvest moon machete you know those are the (laughs) those are the best no you should watch the movie machete which is (laughs) outstanding it's fucking uh God, what's that guy's name? Uh, I wanted to say Edward James Olmos, but that's no, it's <laughs> that's not, not him. Definitely not Edward James Dan Trejo. Olmos. <laughs> yeah, Danny Danny Trejo. Trejo. Yeah, he should market his own line of uh, machetes. Oh man, he would make a million dollars, I'm sure. But I was gonna say that dude. How about that dude who took a pickaxe to the Trump star or whatever? When I saw that headline, I was like, oh, whatever. They probably just like scratched it up or whatever. But like that dude, that dude did work, man. It oh, was no, like that a thing is it was like a dwarf in mine. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, how do you how do you even get away with walking down the Hollywood <laughs> Walk of Stars carrying an actual like pickaxe or whatever? <laughs> it's just yeah, you know, it's a it's an open carry pickaxe state. <laughs> you know, they passed they passed a law. It's because of the 49ers out there in California. You can just open carry a pickaxe. You know, it's a yeah. legacy. Well, and it's it's kind of depressing to me too, right? Because we had a law passed in Texas here uh, just in the past like year that said in addition to open carry uh firearms you can also now open carry swords and or machetes, machetes and stuff yeah. yeah and and i haven't heard anything about anybody doing anything interesting with a bladed weapon oh, and man, yeah. I, I think we're just kind of missing our opportunity here yeah i want to see those headlines where it's like guy was in a liquor store that was getting robbed and he just fucking cleaved a dude just in half. Just pulled his machete <laughs> yeah. out. Yeah. Just fucking full-on decapitation just right yeah. there. Be like, yeah, hey, just original, stand on my ground. Original George Romero, like Dawn of the Dead, just like <laughs> chunks his machete right into the middle of a guy's head and somebody's got to right. help him pull it out. Yeah, you know, I'm not like a gun person. I, I don't really like that people are, are packing guns all the time, but if everyone was just carrying swords all the time... I don't know. I'm not so opposed to that. Sure. Open think, sword uh, carrying. That seems pretty sweet, actually. Yeah. You know, it. we used to have laws about how you could duel in certain places. And I feel like those laws kind of went away after the widespread advent of of like handguns. Right. But if we went back to just carrying bladed weapons, then. Then, then we're just living in Dune world, right? Everybody can just, you know, uh, you you did something to my family, so now we're going to fight in the public square with swords. Yeah, maybe when lightsabers finally get invented, this will this will come back in fashion. Yeah, or uh, you know, or Dune style personal shielding. Maybe Elon Musk can get on that and <laughs> figure out how to like surround yourself with a. A force field that if you shoot it with a laser, it causes a nuclear explosion. Yeah, that seems like an Elon Musk kind of thing to do. It's exactly the kind of thing that you would do. Well, what do we want to start with? Do we want to start with Elon Musk? I don't know. I feel like every other podcast has talked about Elon Musk. Uh, you you had a better you had a better topic to to launch us off on. 
Oh, Megan McCain, Megan McCain yeah. being uh being all crazy and being Megan like, McCain's I absolute hate, fucking I hate meltdown because of Venezuela. Absolute meltdown on the view. Yeah. This was a big week for a lot of people stumbling into revealing how ungodly wealthy and privileged they are. Oh god, yeah. Um so yeah, Megan McCain goes on the View and they're talking about Well, she's on the View, right? She's one of the regular hosts on the Oh, is that a fact? She's I on think there that's all right. the time. Yeah, no, she she took over for uh I don't know, other dumb blonde gal, uh yeah. like Kelly Ripa or something. Yeah, it was a good reminder to watch this Megan McCain clip because, you know, I had forgotten for so long because Megan McCain was like, I think Trump is gross that I was like, yeah, Megan McCain, like she's cool. She's a cool person. Literally, then, the only reason she thinks Trump is gross is because he she he, because he keeps insulting John McCain. That's true. If he was just if he would just doing exactly everything else the same and just would lay off John McCain, she'd probably be like, "Yeah, oh, he's a great guy." Yeah, yeah, absolutely. But so they were talking about Alexandria uh, Cortez or whatever. Yeah, Ocasio Cortez. Uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez. Yeah, it's a bit of a uh, mouthful. And, how she's a, a democratic socialist and she's like, I'm afraid that socialism is overtaking America and where we need to be very concerned about this. And it's like, man, of all the things that are going on in America right now, like <laughs> that's pretty low on the on the fear factor there. Uh, but she's just really afraid that they're going to start taxing the rich, I guess, and giving money to social services because she is rich as hell. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I mean, Which people. I, are getting, I did not realize people were getting kicked was. off Twitter for saying like, you know, let's let's all pour one out for Meghan McCain's incoming like tax-free gigantic inheritance. Uh, which everyone's like, oh, that's so disrespectful to John McCain's family. I was like, well, I don't know, man. Like, if he weren't on his deathbed, she's still slated to get an inheritance here pretty soon. Right, because her. Her mom's like a freaking billionaire or something from, God, what was it? Hensley Beverage Company, okay. which is uh, a subsidiary of Anheuser Busch. But oh my God, she owns Megan McCain owns Busch Gardens. What are you doing, <laughs> Megan McCain? Use your billions to make better theme parks, please. Use Maybe your one billions to not be on TV and complain about stuff and just go ride roller coasters and get drunk all the time. Right. And I mean, go to is, the neighboring SeaWorld. That is the craziest thing about all these rich people being like, oh, no, oh, no, the socialism. Where it's like, man, you have like a billion dollars. Like, you're, you're going to be fine. Like, even if the socialism happens, like, there, the socialism isn't going to be like, new law, pitchfork torch wielding mobs are going to steal your billions like right. th there's no mechanism to to do anything about that so yeah maybe we're just not... lay low and be like hey thankfully i'm rich as hell and i don't give a shit what the hell yeah happens. we're not nearly at the point yet where we're actually demanding you know legislation to say that all means of production need to be owned by the worker that you know like secretaries of state in different states need to only recognize like worker owned co-ops and that's the only kind of business that we're even going to recognize we're not anywhere close to that but meanwhile yeah meanwhile she's having a fucking meltdown on not only the view but also on twitter and it's like oh my god i can't imagine a world where my kids grow up in a country where 
we're guaranteeing healthcare and education to every child. Right. And it's like, well, at the expense of maybe like taxing my inherited wealth or whatever, where she's inheriting literally like billions of dollars. And it's like, even if she didn't inherit billions of dollars, she's on the freaking view every day or whatever. Right. Like, yeah, I know that the view is paying out money. Like, you're going to be fine. Even if you weren't inheriting billions of dollars, you got freaking Fox News appearances. You got book deals. You got speaking tours. You got all this shit that's given you six-figure income. Yep. Even if you didn't have billions of dollars in inheritance, you're not going to be out on the freaking streets homeless or whatever. Yeah, now, It's absolutely she, ludicrous. Did she, did she do anything herself? Is there any reason that she is – that she has this – like celebrity cachet other than her dad is John McCain. No, I'm pretty sure that's it. I mean, her dad was John McCain. And when the 2008 election was happening, she was like, I'm going to do some media appearances. And then she got a gig as like a Fox news contributor. And then now she's on the freaking view. Like, and she'd had some, (laughs) she had some books come out or whatever. Um, so, yeah, I mean, so definitely, definitely bootstrapping herself. She's definitely made her own yeah, fortune. She's self-made. Her and her and Kylie Jenner out there, um, you know, entrepreneuring it up. You know, come from the bottom. Now, now we here. Yeah, we need to. Uh, we need to get a like a GoFundMe going to make sure that Meghan McCain gets like the Xanax she needs, yeah. not to have another on-air freakout. <laughs> well, I'm all tapped out on my GoFundMe right now because I, I just contributed like $500 to the Betsy DeVos yacht repair <laughs> fund. Um, you know, Betsy DeVos is having it pretty rough out there. She she got some scratches on her $40 million yacht. So, right. you know, yacht refinishing in this economy, it's it's not cheap. <laughs> no, that's just that it's creating jobs. Look, yeah. you know, I, 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 know, I know that there's such a thing as the broken window fallacy, but I think when you're damaging the property of obscenely wealthy people, that is actually creating jobs. That is actually, like, helping out the people who, you know, I don't know what. Somebody's going to be out there, like, repainting the thing, or probably the, like, tow truck guy is going to have a paycheck. The yacht the yacht tow truck guy? Yeah, the, the yacht tow Yeah, how do you even move? Did you see this boat? It's like three stories. It's absolutely... It's like a freaking carnival cruise line. It is. And it's gigantic. It's a, it's a fucking apartment building floating around. The most ridiculous thing... So, I guess somebody untied it. It was tied up? I don't know. I don't... I'm so perplexed and intrigued by the mechanics of of this of this yacht shenanigans yeah um i really want to know so much more but apparently they just untied it it's like docked in lake michigan and they like untied the ropes and it began to like drift around and like bounced into some stuff and got scratched up before they could like wrangle it with a freaking (laughs) tugboat or something but it was okay for betsy devos because she was like oh that sucks uh that was my favorite yacht i guess i'll just have to use one of my other 10 multi-million dollar yachts right this weekend yeah so you know no chip off my back uh but uh it, it is one of those things where i i guess i guess it's wrong to to be nope. to be mean to someone's yacht nope. but nope. i just can't bring nope. myself to have any nope, it's moral not. sympathy nope, it's not. for this it's person not. at all it's not wrong it's not wrong at all the only wrong thing that happened with this yacht thing was they untied it instead of throwing fucking molotov cocktails onto it <laughs> right 
Yeah, no, it is ridiculous. Like, to have 10 multi-million dollar yachts and be the Secretary of Education who's currently out there fighting to make it harder for people to, like, escape from their, like, predatory, you know, yard uh, rate gouging student loans yep. while you're riding around on 10 multi-million dollar yachts, it just is not a good look. And you probably should be <laughs> like, maybe I can ditch a couple of the yachts. Maybe go down to five yachts, you know, try to try to do a little austerity here. Uh, yeah, well, and, and and speaking of of like good look and who gets to tell us like what's a good look or not, before we go into the break, I, I have to mention this tweet from James Comey, um, J- Jiminy Comey, who who the, co- tweeted, the conscience of America. Yeah, that's right. Who tweeted the other day about how like Democrats, please don't. You know, please don't follow the siren song of socialism oh, and yeah. leftism. Like, what we really need is, you know, like responsible centrist leadership. And it's like, oh man, like lifelong a prosecutor and FBI agent, like literal head of the FBI, doesn't like socialism. Who'd have fucking guessed that? Right, but there, yeah. I mean, again, their argument is is arguing against the idea of socialism that they have that is in no way what modern socialist theory even is at all because yeah, they I just mean, go like we're gonna turn into venezuela or whatever and it's like well which isn't all, fucking socialist by the way <laughs> right venezuela was like a, a freaking state where 90 percent of their economy was based on oil prices right and then the other 90 percent was based on getting sanctioned by you know every other western country in the world so you couldn't import anything yeah. so it's really not that great of a comparison to be like that's what socialism is right there well, also, I mean, I think I think Comey literally got brought up inside of the like the FBI during a time when what we thought of socialism was also communism, which was actually like state capitalism under the USSR, uh, which wasn't even necessarily uh, like an enemy of the people under the USSR so much as it was an enemy of the U S so the FBI was, was all about trying to root that out and make sure that it didn't happen here. Right. And you see all the Russian trolls online. Like anytime you want to be like, Oh my God, Trump and Russia and Trump and Russia, these people come out of the woodwork who are like, why do you hate Russia? Like Russia's our, our comrades and allies or whatever. And it's like, dude, it's not, it's not 1978. Oh God. Yeah. (laughs) There's Russia is not, a communist utopia. Right. It's not well, even remotely socialist or communist at all. And meanwhile, you've got all these like hashtag resistance, hashtag still with her people putting like their banners up on Twitter where it's like Donald Trump and Vladimir Putin with a big like hammer and sickle in the middle. It's like that it's 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 a it's an oligarchy at this point. <laughs> right. there's, there's nothing having to do with like Marxist Leninism at all. Right. It's the most like capitalist oligarchic thing where it's just a a kleptocracy where the rich people at the top of the government just loot the world for as much money as they can by bending the rules. Which is exactly what they're trying to make happen here. So I don't know. Maybe uh, I don't know. Do do you think that like socialists need to give up on the hammer and sickle as a signal, as a symbol? Because now that's now it just means that. Yeah, I think so. I mean, I I don't think it's helping anyone. You know, it, it is it is a cool 
symbology uh you know it, it looks cool but i just don't think it has enough positive connotations to win over <laughs> the masses you know I, I think they need to go with the new with something new and i think the dsa yeah. logo is really good i think they're killing it out there oh yeah with their branding and uh, and visual design so Dude, the red the red rose is really nice i mean not you know uh, in fairness, they took the bread and roses symbology from anarchism, but you know, I, I'm thinking that there's like exactly one white supremacist out there who's listening to this episode, going, like, well, I've been telling people for years that the swastika is actually just, you know, it's like Eastern symbology for uh, like peace and like progress or whatever. Yeah. Uh, fuck you, guy. You you don't get to you don't get to do that. All I right. just love I just love Hinduism, Nazi. That's the best. <laughs> We're gonna take a short break. Uh, I I would advise you to turn your. Uh, speakers down because we're gonna play Megan McCain on the View and it's a name one country the socialism has ever worked and also every democratic socialist who is going on TV saying that it's good needs to start paying ninety percent in taxes on your tax form no on your tax form on your tax form I think you should start paying the amount of taxes that every socialist in this country thinks you need to because if you think the government is so good at spending money look at the VA no. They have just given this enormous tax break to the very, very wealthy in this country. That that tax break doesn't have to be so generous to those really rich people, does it? Because if you don't give that money to them, what happens to that money? Better schools, I better think, post office, I'm sorry, better garbage pickup, better pickup. If you think the government is so good at running things, then the post office is a Listen, great run business. The word. VA, I'm sorry, comparing the United States of America to a small country in Europe Can is I delusional. And I'm sorry, some of us do not want socialism to be normalized. Okay. So we'd love to talk about the national politics. That's always something that's driving those headlines. We're always out of date by the time the episodes come out, but <laughs> that's also uh, true. We, we do like to talk uh, about but it. But it's okay if we're out of date on the Midwest politics because nobody has ever <laughs> heard of those. Uh, so we can be a little bit outdated on it those. Moves, so it I, moves a little a bit slower up. in the Great Plains, you know. There's been a lot of interesting stories that I've been tracking lately yeah. in, in some of the, the local Midwest news. And uh, we have a follow-up on uh, a Midwestern state that we probably don't cover that much, the Oklahoma marijuana fiasco. Right, right. Uh, is, is, is pretty amazing. So we'll touch on that. But let me hit some of these Nebraska stories. So one of the ones that was pretty interesting was... Uh, the ongoing saga of this Costco chicken plant that they're building uh, outside of, of Omaha near Fremont, okay. Nebraska, which is about like a half hour, 45 minutes north of 
uh, Nebraska, kind of like Northwest. And a town that's another 20 or 30 minutes away from that, Scribner, Nebraska, uh, was now debating passing an ordinance in town to make it illegal to house an illegal immigrant. Not just employ, but actually just like let people like rent an apartment or something. Right. So to be like, I'm going to buy this house and be like, all right, well, we better check your papers first before you before you buy this house or rent this house or Airbnb it or even just let them stay there. It's kind of unclear, um, like exactly what the scope of this is. Um, And it's uh, based on model legislation that was created by Chris Kobach, our friend from Kansas, who. Uh, just loves voter fraud. Uh, <laughs> number one voter fraud fan in yeah, America, that's what Chris he, It's Kobach. what he's made his entire career about at this point. So in his uh, in his quest to protect our elections, he's decided to make it uh, harder for illegal immigrants to exist as human beings. Uh, and he got Fremont, Nebraska, which is actually a pretty good-sized right. town, to pass this ordinance. Uh, which has been nothing but trouble for them because they pass this ordinance that says, hey, it's illegal to rent or to give a home to an illegal immigrant in Fremont. So they pass this ordinance on the ballot in Fremont, Nebraska. And then they tried to implement it. And the way they implemented it was they make you fill out a form when you're buying a house or whatever that has a box on it that says like, hey, check yes or no. Are you an illegal Uh immigrant? And so... Usually people just check yes and they go like, well, we're going to take your word for it because we have no way to check. But sometimes people check like sometimes or, you know, sometimes people say like, you know, I actually am an illegal immigrant or whatever. Like, are you in the United States legally? They're like, nope. (laughs) And that also creates some problems because what they want to do is then not move forward with whatever they're doing. But they actually have to verify that, too. Right. They can't just say, well, is this person actually a legal immigrant? The fact is, there's not a good definition of what a, quote, illegal immigrant even is. Yeah, right. I mean, is that that somebody who is going through the court system right now waiting for asylum status? Is that somebody who's waiting for their papers to come back for green card status or, you know? Right. Somebody who is a DACA person, right? If I'm a DACA person and I decide like, hey... I'm going to get a job as a Spanish teacher out in Scribner, Nebraska, like better move in to Scribner, Nebraska. Yeah. They're like, oh, you you can't because you're an illegal immigrant. And they're like, well, am yeah. I? Yeah, you exactly. know, kind of if I've applied for asylum, but my case isn't finalized yet or whatever, if I'm trying to marry someone, but, you know, we still haven't gotten the paperwork or whatever. Is, am I an illegal immigrant? It's really hard to figure this out. And that's what they're kind of finding out. So the Fremont passed this ordinance. It's completely toothless. It's unenforceable. They gather information. They try to, like, verify people's status. It's impossible to do because there's all these different government yeah. networks that are well, keeping track I, of I this, love, and the status could change at any I second, this, depending on what Trump tweeted. I love this part of it, too. That, okay, so this is just from the uh, Omaha World Herald article. The Fremont law requires new residents to obtain a $5 city license before renting an apartment or home. It requires people to attest whether they are in the country legally or illegally. So you give them a $5 bill and check legally. And, yep, yeah. I'm I'm good. 
Right. And the thing that's crazy is that these uh, these ordinances are immediately challenged by all kinds of legal entities like the ACLU, and they waste millions and millions and millions of dollars in court to defend these indefensible, unconstitutional laws. Right. Where it's literally equivalent to, to, to me, this is the comparison I make, it's equivalent to the laws in Germany where they're like, hey, it's illegal to, to give houses to Jews yeah, or whatever. Yeah, absolutely. Like, that's really only the, almost the yep. same thing. Um, and it's completely indefensible because if your problem is, I don't want illegal immigrants in my town, well, then maybe, like, go to the Costco chicken plant and be like, stop hiring illegal immigrants or whatever. Why is it even a problem to me? Like, that's the thing that I don't understand. It's like they're preemptively doing this because they're afraid Mexican people might move to their town. Like that's all yeah, they're doing. It, it absolutely is because that. It's like, I mean, the the whole there's no reason that they can't. The live whole there. Trumpism has the Trumpism phenomenon has created this this panic among especially like rural white people that like the Mexicans are coming for your jobs, you know. And if if you even can, you know, if you even see somebody on the street who might be illegal, I mean, this is uh, part and parcel with what we've talked about on the show before about like white people calling the cops on brown people constantly, you know. Uh, and it, what I really loved about this article that you sent was this uh, this this one local resident who says he he's offended by the suggestion that the the new Scribner law would would make Scribner look ignorant and narrow-minded. It's like, dude, that ship is fucking sailed, man. Oh, for sure. Uh, and I mean, this this town has less than a thousand people <laughs> that that live in this town, right? So it's like, what is the reputation of your town that you're trying to defend here like the fact that this is even a consideration is it, it's too late for that right if you're worried about your town looking ignorant and narrow-minded if that's the thing that's offending you in this situation is that people are thinking that your town is ignorant and narrow-minded for trying to pass this law that that's that that's on you man. yeah like if, that, if that's what you. offends like, you about maybe, this situation maybe don't maybe don't pass the fucking law you know like if that's if if you think that that is a legit concern that people are going to think that you look like a bunch of racist rednecks like maybe just don't pass the law right well here's what i suggest is like how about you wait until it's a problem right like there are lots of towns in nebraska that this has happened to and white people are uncomfortable with it where your town goes from being 90 percent white to 30 percent white yeah in 20 years or whatever because they open up the meatpacking plant and, you know, all these Hispanic people move to town. But you know what? It happens to lots of towns and the towns are still there and they're still fine. Yeah. And you could just get along with people. If there's people in town who are problematic, there are legal remedies that already <laughs> you, exist you already have laws to deal with against that. like violence and whatever public disorder or whatever. But yeah, man, I, I lived in liberal Kansas for a long. I mean, for periods of time. Throughout mm, that my sounds like a really progressive yeah, town. Yeah, you would think so, right? Yeah, no, uh, liberal Kansas is uh, in, like, deep southwest Kansas. It's the site of one of the biggest uh, national beef uh, meatpacking plants. And Oh, it's like you got beef in this town. <laughs> right. Yeah, I, I, they might be able to rebrand, but they would have to do it mostly in Spanish because most of the people who live there now 
are Spanish speakers, Hispanic immigrants who work at the the meatpacking plant. You know, Scribner's afraid that they're going to have this influx of immigrants because this new uh, Costco chicken plant is going to open up. And the thing is, they're right. That's absolutely going to happen because the people of Scribner don't want to work at a fucking chicken processing plant. It's miserable. Right. And that's that's the whole thing. It's like if you don't want this to happen, then like you should have been out there with all the environmentalists and leftists saying, don't open this chicken plant. But instead, they just listened to the Republican governor and the Republican legislature that said like jobs, 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 jobs. But ain't no one in Scribner want to work at a chicken plant overnight for twelve dollars an hour. Uh, for twelve dollars an hour. I mean, that's a, that's fucking fantasy land, man. <laughs> Seven fifteen. Something sorry. like that. Right or less, if you're an yeah, illegal you're immigrant, just, and they can get away yeah, with paying you're just, you less. You're just working up to your up to your fucking hips in like chicken guts all day. And it's not like they're they're moving to your town so that they can take over and like make it an MS thirteen uh, Bush <laughs> Gardens or whatever in your town. They're moving there because they got hired to work at the plant, right? If you want it to stop, then you have to stop the plant from doing it instead of just punishing the guy who's just trying to do his job. Because what he's going to do is instead of buying a house and actually like being part of the town, he's going to be like, well, I guess I'll just live in my car yep. or whatever and like park my RV at the Walmart and be like, I guess I live yeah, here now. Gonna, I, I got a job at least. Like kind of outside of town where you have a little bit less oversight about like what people are doing out there. Yeah. What do you think the best ride at the MS-13 Bush Gardens would be? Uh, The the um, the the machete go round. (laughs) It's it's fun for all ages. (laughs) But, you know, it's not it's not all bad news uh, in Nebraska because we're about to have the you know, one of the most punk rock candidates in the uh, in the Congress. Have you you seen this one? So, Kara Eastman uh, is running for Congress in Omaha against Don Bacon, and there's an incredible ad that the uh, that some Republican super PAC is running uh, called like "Dropping Bombs," uh, and we just have to play the ad because it is it is some of the most amazing audio that I've ever heard. I'm just pulling. Matt, have no, you I haven't. To this? I'm just pulling. I'm, you should, I'm pulling we should it listen right to it right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. There's a clear choice for Congress between a liberal radical and a patriot who served as the commander of Offutt Air Base. Kara Eastman supports spending trillions on liberal handouts and raising middle-class taxes through the roof. No surprise, Kara Eastman's been a radical since her school days. In college, Eastman studied to be a sex therapist and was a singer in a band called Pieces of Here's Eastman bragging about it. I was in a band in college called Pieces of While Eastman was dropping F-bombs, Don Bacon was serving in the Air Force and preparing to lead it off it. I was in a band in college called Pieces of A liberal radical versus an American patriot. The choice is clear. Don Bacon for Congress. Congressional Leadership Fund is responsible for the content of this advertising, paid for by Congressional <laughs> Leadership Fund, not authorized by any candidate or uh, candidate. So www.congressionalleadershipfund.org. Isn't that the best ad ever? I was like, is this an ad for or against? Right. Like, I can't tell what this is. Like, this is uh, to me one of the greatest ad backfires of all time <laughs> because I came away from that ad 
being like, Garrett Eastman whips yeah. ass. That's fucking I, I love how they just play that one clip of her saying, I was in a band called Pieces of Fuck, like over and over. Yeah, they're like, they're like, listen to her brag about it. And she's like, no, I fact- factually I was, <laughs> I was in, this band. in the band. Like she's she, she's not saying it in a braggy way, like at all. Um, but yeah, it's so amazing that they just literally compare like, well, she's dropping F-bombs in her punk band at sex therapy class. Don Bacon was dropping real bombs on Iraqi civilians. You know, <laughs> he was facilitating the the murder of civilians in the Middle East for you, for the safety of America. You know, it's like, okay, so the, the morality that you're preaching is like, it's immoral and unacceptable to be in a band called Pieces of Fuck or be a sex therapist who's trying to help people in their right. relationships, but literally facilitating dropping physical bombs in actual warfare that kills human beings that's laudable (laughs) and praiseworthy well i mean where was Kara eastman trying to give you know like sex ed to the kids who had limbs blown off in iraq you know yeah where was she on that one just really dropped the ball on that (laughs) but yeah it's like it's just so funny because you hear all these I, I love the, the, the Twitter meme where people are like, conservatism is the new punk. Yeah, now. right. <laughs> like it's the new counterculture. Like it's the it's the hip new new thing or whatever. But then they drop an ad like this and you're like, Oh no, oh, never no, mind. They, I, they I don't give a fuck. It I mean it, it's the same thing with you know, to, to go off of uh, Great Plains politics here for a minute, you know, we've seen this new rash of these uh like alt-right um like grifters right mike cernovich jack posobiec who are trying to get people fired for distasteful ads that they distasteful jokes that they used to make on twitter or uh like tim and eric like going after tim and eric for distasteful shit as if that's not their entire fucking brand right and you go back into these guys twitter histories about if you look up, like, you know, from at Cernovich, political correctness or something, like, there are a million tweets of him talking about, like, political correctness, like, this this propriety, like, we can't, you know, it's no, nobody's, nobody's got a sense of humor anymore. It's like, no, you fucking hypocrite. You don't care about this at all. Right. But meanwhile, when you have the president literally on tape with his lawyer being like, how are we going to pay off these porn right, right. stars? And he's like, just pay cash. It's untraceable. Um, they're like, well, hey, I mean, look, that's a private matter. Um, you know, that has that has nothing to do with his yeah, qualifications sure. as president or anything like that. Like, that's just that's between him and his wife. You know, whatever. You know, and I, I don't think uh, not like these comedians making quote. Yeah, jokes. I don't. I don't think you and I need to even fall into the trap of trying to make commentary about how these people are all obvious hypocrites because that is manifest by anybody who follows any of this shit that's that's obviously what's going on it's just i think that it is still good to point it out and then also talk about you know this this ad is amazing it makes her sound like a badass i love uh the the way the washington examiner ends this article as the old saying goes don't name your band pieces of fuck if you ever want a career in politics like (laughs) <laughs> I mean, where were they on, like, as as the old saying goes, don't get caught on tape saying grab her by the pussy if you want a career in politics. Fuck you guys. Right, exactly. Yeah. 
<laughs> don't, maybe instead of being in a punk band called Pieces of Fuck, maybe just fuck a porn star right. and then pay them millions of dollars yeah, for their abortion. Maybe, maybe just to stay on the right side of morality. Maybe on this instead issue. of being in a band called Pieces of Fuck, you could be like an actual card carrying fucking Nazi running for office in <laughs> Illinois or California or Idaho. Well, you know, let's not judge everybody just by one person's yeah. mistakes. I okay. mean, did any of these did, uh, were any of these Nazis ever in a band in college? Called Pieces of Fuck? Probably not. Probably. Apparently, there's lots of bands out there called Pieces of Fuck. <laughs> uh, it's a, it's actually a very popular band name. They play it, Coachella Yeah, it's like once. a crowdsourced name. <laughs> yeah, it's random band gen- name generator. Right, well, our, our listeners will be able to look forward to the new Liquid Flannel collaborative music experiment, Pieces of Fuck, just so that we can dilute this, this message a little bit. Like, no, it turns out that there yeah. are lots of bands. Wasn't uh, Beta O'Rourke, who's running for Senate in Texas, he was, like, in a punk band, yeah, too, Yeah, he right? was. Uh, yeah, he was. They need to start, like, a con- congressional punk band once once the Blue I Wave I mean, hits, he's, like, Beta O'Rourke, though, is, like, the opposite of punk rock, though. He is, he is the most establishment dem you could possibly be running. Now, he is wildly outspending or out-raising money uh, over Ted Cruz, but... Who knows if that's going to matter? You know, like people like Ted Cruz because he's against abortion. And one time he cooked bacon on a machine gun. And I don't know if most people who are voting in Texas even. That doesn't seem like a Ted Cruz move. Oh, yeah. No, it's it's great. Great video where he wrapped bacon around uh, the barrel of. Is there video of Ted Cruz shooting a gun? Because I could just imagine it'd be like a bowl of jello. There literally is a video of Ted Cruz (laughs) wrapping bacon around the barrel of, it's like an (laughs) Air 15, and he fires like a whole magazine off, and then he pulls the bacon off, and he's like, that's how I like to cook my bacon. Right. Does it pan back and reveal like a guy in a turban like tied to a chair? <laughs> and he's like, just winks at the camera. <laughs> Get what I'm saying? I'm Ted Cruz and I approve this Jesus message. Christ. Um, but, uh, well, speaking of uh, ridiculous uh, red states down there, we have to talk about Oklahoma's medical marijuana yeah, can we even... law, which apparently goes into effect uh, like very soon, even though it seems like the state government of Oklahoma is not oh, prepared for this Oh, it's a, it's a disaster. Can we even all? make sense of this story? I mean, we got to start at the very beginning, right? So at some point, Oklahoma passed a medical marijuana bill, right? That some some amount, some different ways of ingesting marijuana were going to be legal for people using it for medical reasons. And then you ended up with uh, whatever this uh, like interim commissioner for health or something, uh, and and this commission passing a bunch of rules that said you can't you can't smoke it, you can't eat it, you can't. This whole thing is fucking terribly confusing. Right. So like days after they approved the like rules on medical marijuana, um, the department of like health the health department of oklahoma had immediately and suddenly resigned and was like hey sorry i'm resigning and people were like what why and they're like we don't we don't want to tell you um but apparently what had happened was that she wrote fake threatening emails (laughs) to herself um 
and said that they were from medical marijuana supporters. So here we go. This is this is a quote from one of the emails. Um, she says she claimed to receive an email that Quentin threatened to, quote, show up in force if her government continued trying to, quote, erase the laws. We will expose your corruption and evil. We would hate to hurt a pretty lady, but you will hear us. We are just beginning. <laughs> that's, but apparently she wrote that to that's herself. That's the nicest threatening to... email I've ever heard. <laughs> she was like, this is how I would threaten me. Like, you're you're so pretty. We would hate we hate to murder you, but we're yeah, high we and hot, some, and that's just we what we some, do. Like, uh, uh, like Disney, like fairy tale music playing in the background <laughs> over that, you know? <laughs> Oh, love your hair, though. Uh, looking great today. Um, sorry sorry about having to murder you because of all the marijuana. Um, but, yeah, it just seems like they are uh, are doing everything within their power to make it as difficult as possible for people to actually use this law that 57% of Oklahoma right. voters in a primary election voted for. Which is like, if you care that much <laughs> to go out and vote, like, respect this vote. Like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, I mean, it, it, a primary vote, like, you didn't get any of the, like, OSU students or Oklahoma University students in that. That's that's actual just, like, old people voting. Which, again, it just shows, like, I mean, if you look nationwide, there's, like, a, over 60% uh, like favorability for... Just full ass legalization, right. and if you go to medical legalization, it's upwards of like oh, 80, yeah, no, 90 it's, it's percent easily of in the nineties support yeah. it. So you know, f- but they're just like, oh god, we can't have that. Like, what if a what if a kid with cancer gets relief? You know, well, I right. could never live with myself. Uh, we must do everything in our power to make this as, as difficult yeah. as possible. So this this got even more complicated, right? Because uh, after this, this gal who wrote herself. Uh, fake threatening emails resigned. Then all of a sudden, you've got a bunch of lawyers uh, within the Oklahoma state government going. Actually, I think she's right. Like you can't actually the the government actually doesn't have the ability to prohibit these things. One of the requirements of the law was that any dispensary had to have uh, a full time pharmacist on site, and the lawyers for the state of <laughs> Oklahoma are coming back going like. I don't think this commission or what this board, this this health board even has the ability to require that. So this is actually probably unconstitutional for you to have these rules in place. Yeah, it's it's absolutely ridiculous. Um, And it's like, man, Oklahoma, like you could really use this like you should just do full legalization because like if you're if you're going to do medical you might as well just do full legalization because it's actually easier to do because you don't make all these people, you have to have all this bureaucracy to be like, well, let's make sure it's medical. You have to have a pharmacist. You have to have a doctor. You're wasting everybody's time where it's like, you know what? Just go to the freaking store and buy it yourself. You're going to be fine. Um, And also like how many people live in Kansas, live in Texas, you know, live wherever that'll be like, oh yeah, I'll just drive over to to Oklahoma like I've never wanted to go to Oklahoma before but like now I have a reason yeah, to absolutely. go well and they know that that's the fact right because people I, I mean Oklahoma borders Colorado and they know that there's a ton of weed coming in Barely. from Colorado well I mean but it's there I mean they're like right there so they know that weed is coming in just like Nebraska just like Kansas knows that 
Weed is coming in from places where it's legalized. It's completely flooding the market, building up this black market that they don't want the black market. They don't want the criminal activity, but people are already doing this thing, and it's not raising crime rates. Uh, it hasn't raised crime rates in Colorado, where it's actually fucking legal. So why are you... Right, there's more freaking dispensaries dude, than Starbucks. it's the same shit, like... You know, the the county where I went to college in Kansas was a dry county, and it never made any sense to me why they weren't just selling liquor in the county because everybody just drove 20 minutes south into Oklahoma to get their liquor. So all of the taxable revenue is going into Oklahoma instead of staying in this county. Yeah, man. Well, like I said, sometimes when you're a conservative, you just got to pick a hill to die on <laughs> if it's the president you know supporting russia supporting paying off porn stars you know let's let's that's debatable if it's kids using cannabis to not have seizures you know that is a bridge too far. <laughs> you know that's you got to have standards you got to draw the line somewhere so i guess they've made their they've made their stand and they've we'll drawn their line in the sand well we talked a lot about getting high in this last segment, but maybe we should take a little break and maybe try to bring you out on a a high note of a different kind. It's very unlikely it'll make the November ballot. A matter of timing, not the amount of support. It's what Oklahoma Secretary of State James Williamson says could keep the vote on recreational marijuana off the November ballot. The pro-cannabis group Green the Vote is leading two petitions around Oklahoma. One is for state question 796, full medical access to cannabis. The other, 797. 788, they've been saying it's recreational, so we came out with 797. We'll show you what recreational is. If you want to bring Oklahoma out of the slump that it's in, let's look at the taxes we can do. John Frazier with Green the Vote has been going around store to store within the metro, helping collect the 125,000 signatures required for each ballot by August 8th. Right now, there are about 20,000 short for recreational pot. And we're shooting for 150,000 signatures because we know count on 10% of the signatures being ineligible and stuff like that. So we want to be well over our goal. If their goal is reached, Secretary Williamson says they'll first need to hire people to count the signatures. It would then have to go to the Supreme Court to certify that there's a sufficient number of signatures. And then after that, there's a 10-day notification process by publication to give people who might want to protest this must be done by August 27th. This process, he says, generally takes about 60 days. To give you an example, the last time we did something similar to this, it was with state question 788, which was just voted on. And that was turned in two years ago, and it did not make the November ballot because of the same timing issues. Yeah, I feel kind of bad for people who have to like work for one of those Elon Musk companies because like at first, you probably started working there and you were like, I'm going to save the world. Like we're making electric cars. We're making batteries. You know, we're sending. Oh, this guy's a visionary. To space, you know, you know? We're, yeah. Yeah. He's, he's, he's the futurist who's really making it happen. You know, he's out there moving and shaking and, and really doing it. And now he's just gone off the full deep end. And he's like, he's like, well, if you rescue kids from a cave in Thailand, you're a pedophile. <laughs> right. <laughs> and you're like working in this factory that you're like being forced to do overtime. You're getting underpaid. 
they're like undercutting the suppliers so you're getting like faulty equipment and then you're like i can't make these cars because the part suppliers are terrible because you didn't pay them enough it sounds like a real mess over there man yeah well you know i mean the guy himself is a total mess uh one of my favorite takes i've seen recently i guess uh elon musk attended what was this festival in new york it was like the ozy fest or something and somebody caught a picture of him and his kid and his girlfriend, the musician Grimes, and honestly didn't know that Grimes wasn't his other kid. <laughs> like it, it, it really does look like it's like dad bod Elon with like a 12 year old boy and what appears to be like a 16 year old girl who apparently is his his girlfriend his new his new girlfriend doesn't he have like five kids or something with his first wife who's also like a freaking model or something like what are you doing man like i don't know yeah right this again this is why it's it's to everyone's benefit to just not let people get that rich because it fucks you up oh yeah it does it's not good for anybody it's absolutely toxic you know uh people were testing it today on twitter that Apparently, if you change your display name, not your at, but just your like your handle, your display name to Elon Musk, you immediately get suspended from Twitter. And, <laughs> and like a million people tried this and we're all taking screenshots like, oh, your account's been suspended because apparently Elon Musk like hit up Jack at Twitter and was like, this, this this can't stand. Like, I can't have people pretending to be me. Oh As if God. he's not um, enough of an embarrassment right. in and of himself on that fucking platform. Yeah, I'm surprised he isn't just being like, oh, I got ha- I got hacked. Remember when people used to just say that? Oh, yeah. When they, yeah. When they tweeted some horrible shit, they'd be like, oh, I got hacked. Oh, no, <laughs> it was me. Like what happened to that? Trump should be doing that like every freaking day or whatever. Like, I think that I think that ended with uh with Joanne Reed. Uh, the, the whole, the whole episode about like, I wrote a bunch of like homophobic, transphobic, like racist nonsense, like 10 years ago. And like somebody, somebody hacked not only my blog, but also the internet archive, like all of them, all of the, all of the internet archives to plant these like fake statements that I made instead of just straight up saying like, yeah, I made these jokes, whatever it it, it was bad. That's not me anymore. Which, by Ugh. the way, James Gunn did, and Disney still fired him from uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. So, oh man, that know. tweet about like Disney was like, "We fire this guy because his his conduct was like not not becoming of our values or whatever," and they just tweeted like uh, pictures of like Br'er Rabbit and like the racist centaur <laughs> right. from Fantasia and stuff like that. Well, didn't yeah. James Gunn used to work for like Troma or something? Oh yeah, his first film i believe he directed or wrote one of the he was somehow involved in with tromeo and juliet uh <laughs> part of the trauma resurgence you know after they had fallen for a while right they were like finally groundbreaking new original film from trauma again with claymation uh like condom monsters <laughs> i i will i will go toe-to-toe with anyone who says that poultry geist is not an amazing accomplishment in filmmaking. It is disgusting. It is like the worst fucking thing. They play it at the bar that we play trivia at uh, like once every couple of weeks. And it's yeah, great. I, I tell you, man, in Toxic Avenger 3, when they play 
it don't mean a thing if it ain't got that swing for like the third time. Uh, you know, I, it was tr- it was tr- a transcendent cinematic experience. You know. <laughs> well, the uh, I think the high note here about Elon Musk was that Ben Garrison, renowned propagandist, and uh, I don't know what do you what do you think about his art, Ben Garrison? Does our audience know who Ben Garrison even is? I mean, I kind of hope not. But, you know, just just Google Ben Garrison. He is a political cartoonist that uh, tr- just he is the most Trumpiest political cartoonist. Oh, he loves Donald Trump so today. much. Any, um, uh, any slightly cartoony Donald Trump you've ever seen where he's like big, beefy, like Superman guy with perfect hair, like probably that was drawn by Ben Garrison. The thing is, he's not a bad draftsman. You know, I I kind of like his art, like unironically enjoy his art. It's just the messages of the things that he wants to communicate through his uh, through his cartoons. Awful. Yeah, it's it's at once the art is good, but it's also. It, it physically repulses me to look at it. <laughs> you know, I guess I just don't know how to quite explain it. You know, it's it's good in that cartoonish, caricature kind of way, but it's also, it's almost like looking at like a Berenstein Bears cartoon or something like that, where you're like, oh, oh, it's just so, oh, you could just tell what it, it's trying to. Hide. Yeah, well, I mean, the the biggest problem, I think, with Garrison is that he doesn't, he doesn't have the cleverness to be able to compose a picture that communicates his ideas. And so what he ends up with is just the most basic elements of what he's trying to say. And then he labels everything. He loves to put like big labels on literally everything. So uh, this uh, this cartoon about Elon Musk, uh, we'll, we'll send it out on the Twitter because it's just it's fucking great. But it's uh, Elon Musk dressed up like Napoleon, I guess. Riding a Tesla off a cliff, he just ran over a taxpayer who is conveniently labeled taxpayers. Um, Elon Musk's hat says Musk on it. The (laughs) Tesla car says, yeah, the Tesla car says Tesla on it. It is on fire, which is actually appropriate because Teslas apparently do fucking like erupt into flames every once hey, in a they while. Also, they also really do say Tesla on them. Again, that is that is accurate. <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> so I'll that's give like, him that one. I don't know, like, if you were if you were a VW exec, like, maybe he would just put the VW logo on there or something, but, you know, it's uh, riding, riding his car off of a cliff, but there's, like, a downward-pointing sign, like, in uh, Looney Tunes that says debt down... Uh, but then also <laughs> at the bottom, it's labeled nine point four billion. <laughs> like Ben, trust yourself a little bit more, man. Yeah, please don't work for the Department of Roads. Uh, your your <laughs> sign making skills are, are quite. Yeah, poor. your your sign should have been way before this you know drop off. It reminds me of. Do you ever go to like the 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 county fair or whatever, and they have those people who pass out the religious little cartoon comic strip pamphlets called Chick Tracts? Oh yeah, yeah. It, it kind of reminds me of those where you're like, look at the art and you're like, this is like technically proficient art, but the way that it's being used is just so repulsive. Oh, yeah. No, it's, it's, it's just great. making me hate it. It is genuinely good art. 
you know the it in fact it's become meme fodder for a lot of people you know there's there's one where it's jesus like castigating the the priests or whatever and people trade it out but it's usually like you know uh revisionism revisionism none of you are free from revisionism and then down at the bottom it's like the people were astonished at his doctrine and then a little bible quote or whatever <laughs> yeah. yeah no it's it's great like comic book art at least it's as good, good as like any any old uh like dc comic or something yeah I, I mean i do also have to give it up for ben garrison for just always just being right on that line of being self-parody like (laughs) if he just if it was like if they come out tomorrow and they're like ben garrison is just making cartoons for the onion now i'd be like that makes a lot of sense actually yeah well that's and that's the thing right like on so many levels (laughs) ben garrison always looks like exactly the onions uh political cartoons which is hilarious because whoever that is whoever does those onion political cartoons started fuck what like 15 20 years ago or something (laughs) and ben garrison has really only come on the scene in the past i don't know five or ten years or something like it's like he's aping the worst parody of old style political cartoons and yet this is this is his career now yeah at least at least fucking john (laughs) mcnaughton has to sit down and like actually paint a you know, like a tempera paint or like oil, uh, like painting of, you know, Donald Trump, like crying on a park bench while some guy <laughs> learns how to fish or whatever. Oh man. The, uh, the, the, the onion cartoon this week is about banning straws and they're like, how far will liberals go? <laughs> and they're in like a 1950s, uh, like soda shop. And they're like, I just want to share a a straw, a mixer with my sweetheart. <laughs> oh, so good. Well, so is that that's the high note, huh? Is that uh, it's e- Elon Musk writing his career and his company off of a cliff, and Ben Garrison like finally found something that everybody can agree on. Yeah, man. Welcome to the resistance, Ben Garrison. <laughs> We finally made it. Now that the political cartoonists are on our side, we can't lose. Though that's who holds the real power in this country. Once Garfield comes out in support <laughs> of Hillary, she's she's coming back, baby. I think that if you were to kidnap Ben Garrison and brainwash him into being a socialist, he would make exactly the same kind of cartoons. <laughs> oh no! Except, except, like no one would pay attention to him because yeah, this, is, it's this is the kind of shit that only like Facebook conservatives go for. <laughs> oh yeah. Um, well, we'll just have to see. You know, uh, <laughs> I, I'm really excited to see once they once they turn on Trump. You know, once he's disgraced, now that they got like all of his accountants or whatever getting indicted and right, <laughs> subpoenaed, yeah. um, you know, I'm just really looking forward to like all the Ben Garrison, like Trump was a secret liberal the whole time cartoons. Like those are going to be really good. Oh, yeah. Trump was actually part of the deep state the entire time. You know, I remember when Alex Jones actually did that, um, where he came out. I think it was when. Trump was like 
pretending to make an immigration deal with like Chuck Schumer and Nancy Pelosi. And Alex Jones went on his show and he was like, they did it. They got to Trump. The, it's all, all was lost. Uh, he's been he's been compromised by the lizard people. Well, you know, it took us a while to get to it, but I think the actual high note this week is: didn't a bunch of Infowars shit just get kicked off of like YouTube? You know, they've been threatening to kick it off for a while. So Alex Jones had <laughs> he posted his his uh, his Infowars show or podcast i don't even know what it is or whatever yeah, but yeah literally it's, it's, it's on the like, show like a video cast or whatever yeah on the show he was like robert Mueller is the uh he's destroying america i will i will end him or die trying <laughs> <laughs> uh and people were like mm, maybe that was went a little bit too far it, it uh, sounds so, too much like a like a threat of violence or whatever so yeah, right. So right now they they took down that video and like four other recent infowars videos that were had some crazy shit in them, which is you know, which is just infowars. Like it's that's all the thing. of them. It's literally all of the episodes. He always says shit like that, right? And so you know, he hates YouTube anyway. I mean, I, I guess he gets good views, so they want to keep him on their platform. But I mean, is it really worth it to give views to somebody as crazy? is alex jones like hey, it is if you're trying to just prop up your stock price based on views every I month mean, and you don't care about the content like what is the percentage of like google's revenue that comes from alex jones like Dude, who, one who even trillion knows? I mean, of a percent like who cares like just who, fucking cut the rope get rid of who them. even knows fucking isis was able to do recruitment videos until like a mass report campaign they don't care. I mean, it's, it's all just these like libertarian tech bros who are like, I, I I think that it's half they're just trying to build up their stock price and half of it is they actually genuinely don't give a shit or they're actively aiding and abetting like white supremacists or uh, like extremists of any kind because it drives traffic. That is true. Um, the controversy does does drive the traffic which is why you know twitter is so loath to actually ban any of these horrible right-wing trolls because um every time cernovich you know posts some ridiculous shit he gets like 900 <laughs> replies yeah. Yeah, right. so you know why why would they want to do that all right well let's let's see if uh let's see what soundcloud does right um liquid flannel actively supports uh firebombing cop cars uh, burning, <laughs> burning down government buildings. Um, Look, if you're going to untie Betsy DeVos's second most expensive yacht, you know, I, I'm not going to hate it. You know, I'm not, yeah, I'm not saying you should like, you, do you it, but... You should have done something else. You should, you should I'm not going to stop you. Steal the fucking boat and go and have a giant party on it, and then, you know, when people come to arrest you, just blow up their boats, too. <laughs> yeah. I think that's, that's I mean, that's it what works for Waterworld. For <laughs> well it's it's gonna be interesting holy shit yeah do you think that betsy devos has these giant boats because they know that global warming is going to happen <laughs> and that the water level is going to rise to the point where i mean it's a 40 million dollar boat seriously audience look this shit up it looks like a floating fucking apartment building like it's it's got to have like a, an entire full-time staff on board like that is her water world escape. It's method. like one of those. Like, have you seen that clip of uh, Alexandria Ocasio Cortez saying, "Like, 
we they did the tax cut and all the money went to like people who have yachts that have tiny yachts inside of the yachts that's what this is i thought she was joking about that being a thing but it is a thing yeah and betsy devos has 10 of them yep oh yeah it's it's amazing but no i think you're right i think betsy devos's ultimate goal is to just rule as the dark queen of uh, the global seas <laughs> in our water world apocalypse from her $40 million mega yacht, which is just going to have like its own drone army and like yeah, laser sure. cannons. Well, and her brother is going to be able to provide all of the, the military hardware from working for Blackwater right. or so, founding it, I guess. Yeah, that's why it's called Blackwater. He was really, oh, he was really thinking oh, ahead, fuck. man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man, they're... The consp- if Alex Jones finds out about this conspiracy, he's going to crack it wide we open. We should contact him. <laughs> we should let him know. I'll we, leave we, some we be, comments on his YouTube. Oh, wait. We, we could become part of the, the InfoWars uh, like network here. Yeah. I think we're blowing the lid off the fucking thing here. Yeah, if you want to continue to follow along with that, please... Follow us on Twitter. We are on Twitter at liquid underscore flannel. Brendan, where are you on Twitter? I'm at Brendan Williams with one L. Hit me up to join the anti-DeVos pirate army. <laughs> we got to start I, now. We got to start building the grassroots movement. I'm I'm so radical on Twitter that I just got kicked out of a DM group for telling a bunch of people that they were cosplaying revolutionaries. I'm on Twitter at Matt the Great with a W. We will see you next time, unless we're all in jail. Is that just like wearing a beret? Is that what that is? Yeah, I mean, it's like, all you want to do is like marches and stuff. And if you say like, maybe we should do something to like ICE offices, they're like, are you a cop? Like, this makes me uncomfortable.